hello, hello. Feel that warm, 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 extremely warm, borderline hot breeze flowing, flowing through the clubhouse doors, which we have kicked open here on this Wednesday in Austin, Texas. That's right. It's the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Phil Battaglia. Hey. What's going on, Phil? Um, not much. Trying to survive. Yeah. You've got your. Uh, you're probably all jacked up on that CBD coffee. Of yes, though. So. I'm. I'm riding away, baby. You're, you've got your sunrise sunriser t-shirt on, and you were you were just doing a demo for some folks, and you're probably equal parts chilled out on CBD and electrified on caffeine right now, is what I would imagine. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's um, what we call a calm rise, so it gets the head <laughs> gets the head awakened and the body stays calm. So that's I'm, right. That's I'm right. peaking right now. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back. Good to be back in the studio. Feels like we were gone for a long time. You know, when you when we it take really a, does, when we take it? a week off, it's like that. You know, that becomes two weeks, which is like half a month. And I just, I you hate to see it, as as the kids are saying online <laughs> these days. Uh, but you love to see us back. Yes, I, you do. You you really do. I can so. hear them outside right now yelling. <laughs> the fans, indeed. Uh, we've got a uh, a good podcast for you. You know, we're going to talk about some geopolitical and human rights activism with all the stuff going on in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. That that conversation actually lies at the intersection of geopolitics and global crises. <laughs> we. We are still here at the intersection of style and pop culture. Yes. Sorry, sorry. That was my bad. We will not be talking about uh, about the, the the protests in Hong Kong. Actually, what we'll be talking about is uh, well, pop culture and style and fashion. Um, pop culture minute returns. We'll talk about ASAP Rocky, Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth. Not all three together, but in separate parts. I see. Yeah, they didn't all go to jail in Sweden. Um, and then. Some kind of major fashion news happened while we were away. Barney's filed for bankruptcy. Man, that's big. Yeah. So um, not shocking if you've kind of been paying attention to, you know, to their balance sheet over the last decade or so, but still surprising a little bit. And just, you know, when, when a big name goes down like that, uh, you know, it definitely makes headlines. So we will cover that. And then we've just got some notes and some some fall conversation about uh about what we're seeing out there and uh and just some some fashion news and notes yeah if you will uh phil you and i we we're both going on trips this weekend before we get into all that and i I wanted to talk about that because i know that people love hearing about other people's fantasy football leagues (laughs) (laughs) especially ours we are both going to our live draft weekends this weekend. And also, fun fact, we're both commissioners of our leagues. We're both commissioners of our leagues. So you're talking to leagues. some commissions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just, I mean, you know, get ready. We're going, once September rolls around, we might just convert this podcast into a fantasy football that podcast. Means, that'd be pretty we cool. Might, we, you know, who knows? We might rocket up the charts if we, if we became a fantasy football <laughs> podcast. Um, but no, tell me where yours is. So um, I'll be pointing the Acura East. <laughs> And driving about uh, four hours to Beaumont, I have to take care of some some oil and gas business. First. Okay, good, good. Uh, and then heading to the beautiful Piney Woods of East Texas. Okay, in Lake Sam Rayburn. Man, dude, that boy Phil just a grind boy. So many irons in the fire. <laughs> um, okay, all right. And what do you what do you got? You got golf? You said yeah, golf Friday morning, which is why I'm leaving uh, tomorrow. Um, 
We have nine o'clock tea time, so it should be nice and about, you know, 92 degrees, <laughs> which is yeah. perfect this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Will you do your draft on Friday or Saturday evening? We'll do it Saturday evening. Okay. And man, I can't wait. Like, like I think we may have spoken about this last time, but it, it, we haven't gotten this group together in about three years as far as fantasy goes. Okay. Due to Harvey and some other things. Right, but, right, um, right. Yeah. It's been a while. So ours will be in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. There are some dudes golfing on Friday. They are not doing a morning tea time, though. I want no part of that. Afternoon? And, yeah, like a one thirty tea time. Oh, yikes, man. And then we are staying at the uh, Calcasieu, I hope I'm saying that right, yeah. f- uh, Fishing Lodge. Nice. Where we'll do some, uh, like, I guess, inshore saltwater fishing uh-huh. on Saturday morning. That'll be great. Now, we will have to wake up at the ass crack of dawn For sure. to do that. Boats leave at 6. And we had a very funny, like, just like, <laughs> very typical conversation for this type of group. So... You know, the guy the guy that kind of, like, put the fishing part together, my friend Thomas, was like, yeah, boats will be going out at 6. Like, it's going to be a super early morning. And then some other guys were like, well, our boat has to be in at 1130. And I said, 11, like, what, can't all the boats come in at 1130? Yeah, dude, that's a like long Like, five time. hours. That's That seems like plenty of fishing. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Like, Ooh, baby, and uh, and apparently the boats will stay out till two if you want, and that's oh, like perfect. a full, dude six to six a.m. to do. That's like a full work day of fishing. See, who wants to fish that long? I can't commit to that. I cannot. No I can't commit to to that period. So we essentially like agreed that all the boats would come in at eleven thirty because five hours was plenty, and then that just snowballed into. So that's that's uh, that's Saturday morning. We're staying at the lodge Friday night. And then we're all moving over to the Golden Nugget to ah. do the casino thing on Saturday. And so that just t- – talking about, like, the boats coming in, like, earlier than they might just snowballed into people being like, yeah, well, I might just actually sleep in and yeah. scope out a pool right. spot at, at the Nugget hey, early. <laughs> dude, you're going to be lucky to to rope in about half of yeah, what you no, that's Yeah, no, that is absolutely what it's, it's feeling like. And I'm going to resist uh, – man, I, don't get me wrong, like – I love a, a nice Vegas-style hotel pool, but I'm going to commit to this fishing because that's the more unique experience, and that's what I paid for. But aren't and y'all going to – what time are you getting to the Nugget? Yeah, we'll get to uh, – we will still have pool time. Yeah. It's just like s- some dudes are already bailing on that 5.30 wake-up call, basically, so that they can <laughs> sleep in longer and then go stake out Dude, the pool spot. I can't blame them at all. And I can't either, but that – but it's like we – I'm – we just got to laughing about this idea that we're going to stay at the fishing lodge and then not fish. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Which would just be like oh, dude, classic. Y'all would lose for, your ass too for, because I'm assuming you have deposits all, oh, all over the oh, place, Oh, right? we would – yeah. and But nobody – like that's the thing. They would – nobody would care basically. Yeah, they, right. We would just have paid right. for the experience of staying at the fishing lodge. But th- that is partially why I will – why I'm I'm committed I'm pot committed to to getting up and, and participating in the fishing and then I will get yeah. in a little bit of pool time at the Golden Nugget. I was I was just at the Nugget pool not too long ago for a bachelor party. It's a great place. Yeah, it's 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 a cool spot. Yeah, which is strange because like the it Golden is. Nugget in Vegas is not like a, a yeah. you know a hopping hopping hot spot. That's your boy, your Houston boy Tillman. That's, that's old Tillman. Yeah, yeah it is. He yeah. knows what he's doing. He does. Yeah, so uh, so both fun trips for us. Maybe we'll bring bring back a story or two. Oh yeah, from uh, from those weekends. All right, and uh, yeah, it's time to get into it. But but first, let's just take a minute and hear from a sponsor. Phil, man, I remember back in the day when I was in school. 
there was always like the popular thing of the year. Most specifically, what I remember is Pogs. You remember Pogs? Oh, absolutely. God, Pogs were huge. That was just, that was like, we would come, we would bring them, we would trade them, we would play with them. That was like, <laughs> we would just do everything. That's what was cool. But these days, you know what it is? It socks. You got that right. Yeah, you got to, you got to, fle- your kids, they have to f- be flexing in socks. That is what, that's what, that's what creates all the envy, you know, in the playground, on the schoolyard. Which isn't really all that surprising, given Bombas over here making the most comfortable kid socks ever. They're colorful. They are literally bursting with color. They even have a little colorful B on them. They are extremely comfortable. They're designed with all sorts of great innovations that help make them feel better than any other kid socks ever made. So, send your kids back to school with the socks that keep them comfy, colorful, and ready to take on the school year. And guess what? Since Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased, you got to get yourself some too. You got to treat your kids and then you got to treat yourself. I'm wearing Bombas today, actually. I've gone on a, a, a white pair with black stripes on them. And, uh, and Phil, you just, got your, you just yeah. got your shipment in. You secured the bag on these. I'm dripping in Bombas right now. You're dripping in some, some uh, Oscar the Grouch Sesame Street versions. <laughs> Dude, these are dope. It, which I got to say... They're they're pretty crazy cool. They are. Check them out. They're doing a whole uh, Sesame Street collab, which I'm all about. <laughs> Anything collabing with Sesame Street, a uh, lot of good colors, and it's a that coveted calf uh, sock. The quarter, which you, the quarter. You cannot find. I'm sorry, the quarter, the quarter sock. These are the calves. Yeah, you got some calves and like Dude. some great solids. These are great. Yeah, I can't wait to try. And them then out. The, the, you got to go see these Sesame Street ones, man. They got like a these Oscar the Grouch, one, Grouch ones are green. They got a little ye- yellow fuzzy thing around the top. People will definitely be asking, you know, what are those, basically? But it won't be about exclusively your shoes. It'll be about the uh, the incredible socks that you have on as well. I was knocking around the Bombas website, and let me also tell you this. If you've not messed around, by the way, it, go to bombas.com slash cool. You're going to get 20% off your first purchase. And there's just so much choice. Bombas is literally making socks for every single thing that you might do, from day-to-day wear just wearing with sneakers, wearing with regular shoes, wearing with jeans, wearing with shorts, anything you, you could possibly do. They also have a hiking sock. They've got athletic socks. They've got no-shows. They've got, I mean, the, the, the choice is whatever you need a sock for, they've got it. And they've got all the colors. Every color you could possibly imagine. They do four packs if you want to, you know, bundle up and, and, and stock up. They're just, they're awesome. We're going to be posting some pictures on, on Instagram so you can see us uh, looking fly as hell in our Bombas. And, uh, and get your kids some. Get you some. That's Bombas.com, B-O-M-B-A-S.com, slash cool, 20% off your first purchase. Okay, Phil, time for a little pop culture minute here. ASAP Rocky's Swedish Nightmare Swedish Nightmare. It's finally over. <laughs> that should be the the, al- the next album. <laughs> well, got. there was Midsommar, the movie this summer, which was also a Swedish Nightmare, and then there was Asep Rocky's experience in Sweden, uh-huh. equally as frightening. Yes, I would say uh, he was convicted of the crime. I don't understand it. As were his his fellow um, body his his bodyguards that were also charged with with the uh, uh-huh. the assault. Co conspirators. Co conspirators. Exactly. Uh, he was given a suspended sentence that included no more jail time. So they basically said the five weeks that you served counts. Yeah. That's your jail time. 
it's probably safe to say that he will never be going back to Sweden. No, I don't think anybody that is in the rap game should go back to Sweden. Well, and I'm pretty sure that they will band together to never perform in Sweden right again I, I could see that going on for at least a decade and it sucks for the swedish um hip-hop fans it does they they can go blame these fools that started this beef now, with Rocky I, and his I, crew. I, I would love for more information to come out here because I, I don't know i'm not necessarily it's also hard for me to believe that the swedish like, yeah right da was just like oh we need a railroad asap rock yeah i know you know what i mean yeah i'm going completely off of what i've seen on the video yes which, and so there's obviously like it. i it, it i think it's in a situation like this, I feel like it's the kind of knee-jerk reaction of Americans to automatically defend their, yeah. you know, their icon, their superstar from whatever happened in the foreign country who now seems to be kind of like having it out for him, basically. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the fact of the matter is that there was a video of Rocky and his bodyguards like kicking this dude when he was down and possibly hitting him with a foreign object. And so I guess if you take that piece by itself, it was technically an assault. And I believe what I read was that they basically, like, given these specific circumstances, they were not counting that as self-defense. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why that was exactly. Like, maybe it was because, like, it didn't, you know, maybe the, maybe whatever buttons were pushed by the guys that got assaulted, you know, maybe it didn't happen, like, one-two punch. Like, maybe it wasn't, like, this guy pushes somebody or, or, or accosts Rocky or his crew. It was more of a... then they... It seemed to, like, kind of, like, go back and forth or something based well, on the various they were just They were just verbally harassing ASAP and his crew Okay, after something occurred. I don't know what the hell it was, but, you know, just... Again, this is just purely off of the video that's out, but... Yeah, yeah. They, they tell them, I mean, like, countless times to leave them alone, and they refuse. Yeah. That you cannot refute. Right, right. So... So they obviously, you're right. They they were pushing buttons. Now, does that constitute you going to beat the shit out of them? I don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know, dude. I just feel like at least he didn't have to go back and mess with this anymore. But yes. man, that was a harsh deal. The the it it was, and and nobody wants to be convicted of a crime. The good news here is that I don't really see this affecting ASAP in, in, in any further. Right. Because. He he doesn't have to come back. He doesn't have to come back to take care of anything or work out a deal or do any more jail time or anything. So yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of signed, sealed, and delivered at this yeah. point. The only, it's just going to be there that he was convicted of this crime in Sweden. This assault. I wonder if you get the same type of street cred in the hip hop world <laughs> for your time in Sweden. I would have said no, but all those reports that were out there uh-huh. about how disastrous and, and horrible the conditions were in that prison. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> Those reports were wild about the yeah. fecal matter throwing. Yeah. And yeah. So on. Uh, elsewhere in celebrity news, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth have split after less than a year of marriage. Wah, wah. And, uh, and it, it's only noteworthy because, I'm, well, I mean, it's noteworthy if you're into celeb news. I, I'm including it on this podcast because it looks like it's kind of starting to get ugly. Mm. We know that Miley has been photographed kissing Brody Jenner's ex-wife. Yes. Which didn't you know, last very long either, right? That didn't last very long either. But so there's already like some signs of infidelity. 
And now they seem to be back channeling through various media outlets to kind of sling mud at each other Ah. and kind of throw each other under the bus for who was who was, uh, you know, in the wrong here for this relationship falling apart, Mm -hmm. even though they're both publicly like saying all the right things you know, themselves. Yeah. But this is clearly like their agents and their PR team and their managers like leaking stuff to the media. So now, now basically the reports are that the, the, the relationship fell apart on Miley's side because Liam couldn't stop drinking and hanging out with his friends and doing drugs. Oh, wow. (laughs) Damn. And the stories coming out from Liam's side are that Miley was um, cheating on him. Okay. Yeah. So there's just like this whole lot, big back and forth. Um, you know, the the other part that's interesting to me here is that Miley had kind of like come out before she tied the knot with him, and and acknowledged being like this like pansexual person that loved everybody, that just loved people, like gender, sex, like that didn't really matter to her. She was just like attracted to to souls, I guess. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And that included men and women and, and, and whoever else. And then shortly after that, she got married to a guy and like kind of entered this traditional yeah. heteronormative relationship. Uh-huh. And so I, I wonder if that if that piece of it kind of always like weighed on her a little bit. Like she was like, I don't know, like she felt like she was being a traitor to herself or what she had said. Because she kind of like had 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 said publicly that she was this kind of fluid person sexually, and then had done the most traditional thing that you can do. Well, to me, I, I like just from the outside looking, and you got to think that what was the nail in the coffin was not Miley making out with Brody Jenner's wife. No, I don't think so. Right, because like if you're marrying Miley Cyrus. You have to know what you're getting into. And as a person, I'm sure Liam knows her pretty intimately, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you, you, you also have to think that. For her to, quote unquote, like cheat on him and that be it, don't you see that coming? Like, isn't that part of the deal when you get into a relationship with her? I would think so. Right? Especially, I mean, and they had had their ups and downs already. They had, they had taken some time apart. Been very, engaged before, right? Yeah, been engaged before, called that off, you know, so yeah. they... I, feels like they they kind of had the book on each other prior to this and you know probably a mistake to uh to get married here in the first place but that does lead me to another question do you think that breakups are really even all that hard for celebrities no hell no absolutely not i i I started having this conversation with laura and it was like i was saying like obviously it's always hard to to lose somebody that you care about in any way shape or form and if you establish some type of routine with somebody then it's also a shock to the system to like to lose what you're familiar with and what you know, right? And so it's it. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be callous or or insensitive to to the pain that either of these people might feel. At the same time, I feel like this shit with celebrities is just completely and totally different. Well, it's a different world. I man. feel like their relationships aren't the same. Yeah. I feel like they just move on so quickly. They they don't have to wake up and go to a nine to five the 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 mm-hmm. day after a marriage collapses. They can go travel to Europe for two weeks if they want. They can enter into the best mental health facilities in the country. They can s- spend as much money as 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 they see fit. They they know that there's like a plethora of people out there just waiting for yeah for them to to 
to give him a ring and go on a date with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just think it's like a different, a wildly different game. I just think that when you're presented with that many options and every one of them, you know, is a for sure thing for either one. Like if we're just talking about Miley and Liam here, like um, when nobody's going to tell you no, and you know that tomorrow you could pick up with somebody else. Um, right. And, and I don't know. I feel like celebrities, especially the ones that are, that are filming, like full-on feature films, you're gone for so long. That yeah, and and living like a whole other life. Yes, basically. that's a, that's another good piece of it. It's like especially for two young celebrities that still have a yeah. lot going on. Like, are they even really entering into that type of normal routine where you get like really attached to just no. like the stuff that you're the, the, like right. the the stuff you know to expect every single day? Like exactly. I, I, I just can't see them like getting into a routine of like getting together and, and cooking dinner every night, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right, exactly. I, I feel like there's just so much that is presented to them and all these opportunities, and they probably take full advantage. And then at, after a while, you're just like, what are we even doing? Yep. Yeah, so uh, so that 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 whole that whole marriage relationship looks like it's it's kaput. And, um, we'll, Hate to hear it. You know, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what Miley does next. We'll have to see who Liam strikes out on the town. By the way, speaking of celebrity couples, uh, shouts to Tyler C. for truly breaking out of the mold as far as 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 bachelor contestants and leads go. Nobody has ever shattered the glass ceiling, as it were, like Tyler C. Who's Tyler C.? Tyler C. is the breakout star from the most recent season of The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. And he was... To say a fan favorite is putting it very lightly. He's the most popular contestant from either of these shows, I would say, ever. And he's almost the most famous out of the entire thing. Hannah, by the way, is also the most popular lead of all time. She is, prior to that, I was looking, and you guys can come at me and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong about this, but I, I tried to do my research. Prior to Hannah being the Bachelorette, JoJo was the most popular. Mm-hmm. She's about 2.2 million Instagram followers. Yeah. Hannah has now surpassed her and has uh, has 2.3. But Tyler C. has like 2.1 or 2.2 million Instagram followers already. He's also possibly the best looking dude to have ever been on the show. He So he should be the bachelor, right? Except for, here's what I'm saying. I, and I'm, 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 I'm burying the lead here. But he has shattered the mold. Yeah. Because he no longer needs to be associated with Bachelor Nation. The key point here is that he is dating Gigi Hadid now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So most of these, most of these ladies and gentlemen go on the show, and then they just kind of like fizzle, fizzle, and and their relationships are generally like within the bubble. Yeah, very right. incestuous. They they go they go date each other basically. Uh huh. Very attractive group of people. They're all doing the same thing now. They're all selling the the fit tea on Instagram and and doing SponCon and and doing bar appearances and and like. You know, they're just on the same circuit. So it makes a lot of sense that they all just go date each other. Mm-hmm. But for Tyler C. to have not even been a lead, to have just been a contestant and then just flown away in popularity and to now be dating a supermodel is really just something that we haven't seen before. And you got to give the guy props. Wow. Well, yep. good for him. And that was Barrett Explains the Bachelor <laughs> Bachelorette franchise yeah. to Philip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move on to some fashion news. The big news that we kind of talked about up top. Barney's New York has filed for bankruptcy. 
Um, if you've never heard me talk about it, Barney's, I actually got to work at the Barney's co-op that was here in Austin mm-hmm. for, I don't know, five or six years, something like that. It was my first foray into retail, into working in retail. And it was actually my first like actual job within the quote unquote fashion industry, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the back half of my senior year in college so this was this would have been 2009 it's when i like start started to like re-engage with fashion and style outside of like the the fratty bubble yeah so when i started like moving beyond the patagonia and the north face and the polo and the vineyard vines and and all of that and barney's co-op out of the domain was the place where i like where i basically started to to go to like look around and see this stuff mm-hmm. that I was so interested in that had like <clears throat> grabbed my attention so strongly. And so it was, I, it was very, like I have a very, very personal connection to it in that way. And then right out of college, uh, not at, right not right out of college, but about a year and a half down the line, when I was kind of like messing around and didn't really know what I was doing, I was, I, I got offered the opportunity to go work at that Barney's. And I was just like, started out as the back back of the house dude i was like restocking shipping boxes out receiving shipments doing all the kind of the kind of you know just back of the house stuff like that grunt work baby grunt work yeah and then uh and then when the visual merchandiser left for another job i was like hey i can do that too and so then i got to to kind of like dress the mannequins and and help merchandise the floor and do some build outs and like some little like kind of uh you know the little in, industrial type pieces yeah. that mm-hmm. that get sent down from corporate. So Barney's is like definitely holds a special place in my heart. It's 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 one of my favorite online sites to shop. Absolutely. And comparatively, it like it, it's it's just it's always been so much further ahead of its peers, like. Saks and Nordstrom and Neiman's and Bergdorf's and Bloomingdale's as far as like its cool factor goes. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as far as like what it carries and 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 how it presents itself. Kind of like it is like the fashion department store. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's it, it's weird because you know, I, the reason that I left Barney's Co-op is because that location shut down in 2000 and 12 maybe it was 13 that was when barney's had another had a bit of reorganize reorganization and they shut down all the co-op stores Mm -hmm. so that the the short piece of history here when they launched co-op in something like 2007 or 2008 it was basically like like tech had just started booming Mm -hmm. and there was this new group of people that had disposable income to spend but like weren't interested in super high hoity-toity fashion. Yeah. They didn't want Gucci and Louis Vuitton. And that is like what allowed brands like Rag & Bone Mm -hmm. to fill this kind of marketplace void that didn't really exist at a large scale at that point. And that's what Barney's Co-ops, which dotted across the country in places like Houston and Austin, got a Barney's in the form of a co-op. And it was, uh, and it was just really, really cool. Anyways, fast forward several years, designer kind of became hot again, and it was like the beginning of the 
streetwear and designer like meld mm-hmm. and it all changed and Barney's hit some financial troubles, some financial snags, as they have many times throughout their history. The company has changed hands multiple times and it's it's always been something. You know, I don't I don't have the details sitting in front of me, but like they're just they're the reason that this is not completely shocking is because they've always kind of had some hiccups. They've changed hand like ownership hands a yeah. few different times. They've kind of needed like a cash influx or like a new new ownership or new management to kind of like take over and like refresh. And now uh in this in this uh in this new phase where they're filing for bankruptcy, uh it it looks like it's just it like a big part of it has been that rent has skyrocketed. Well, well, it's retail, man. That's what I, I retail just keep is also. Back to. It's just yeah, especially when it's not um, when you're not moving your own um, branded label merchandise. Right. The margins to begin with are already against you. Yes. So, and then you you know add on top of that, you have to keep up the facade of this luxury brand. So they're not they're not going into like you know strip centers. They're going into the highest rent um, markets there are. In the world. And so unless you're just killing it and moving all sorts of merchandise, then anything in the market that that is a little snag is going to have a huge effect. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Barney's New York flagship at Madison Avenue, the rent is doubling to $30 million a year. Shut up. Yeah. $30 million a year? Yeah. <laughs> So what the fuck? Yeah. And that is absurd. And guess what? That is one of the stores that they are keeping. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I, I will say I've been to that one several times. It's definitely not my favorite Barney's. It is like 10 stories high. It is overwhelming. It's difficult to shop. It's it, it's is that. The, I guess they all have the barbershop in them now, right? No, I don't think so. The one I went to had. um some barbershop and it's it's famous. I can't freaking remember. Is it like it. Phil's or I, I don't know. Paul's? I can't remember. Yeah, it's got some name that's just a quick You'd remember if it was Phil's. But it was yeah. It was multi be, it was multi level. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the same thing. Well they're, they're they're all I mean, they're all all the big ones are multi level. Like yeah. the other the other two that I have a lot of experience with are one in Las Vegas and one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And those stores I, I really, really like. Chicago Chicago has treated me the best. That's where I have actually, I don't think I ever, it, you know, we were always in Vegas or yeah, we were always in Vegas for some trade shows. And so I would, I would cruise through Barney's at the Venetian. I don't think I ever bought anything at that one, but the Chicago one I really liked. Yeah. Um, and I was able to find, find some good deals there. Chicago is such a great On city. various occasions. And it, it's fitting for the city. We, I know you and I both really love Chicago, but yeah, man, that, that Madison Avenue store is just huge and overwhelming and i understand that they need to keep it because that's like that's what they see as their face they need to like maintain that that image of being that like you know that high high brand of fashion yeah i'm sure that they've still got plenty of backing that will allow them to yeah it'll be interesting it, it will be really really interesting to see what happens next because one of the reasons that that I think people were a little shook by by the news is that even though we were were paying attention and we knew that they had had some of these kind of like ups and downs, it, it is such like a cool known place for for fashion, for style, for celebrities to shop. Mm-hmm. It's just like this destination for style, 
that you kind of thought that it would just be able to float on that somehow. I know. And you take that piece of it, and that's why I think it'll be interesting because it's like it. somebody, I feel like, is going to want to keep that name. Mm-hmm. Even if you shudder the entirety of what's going on right now, even if you just like close down HQ and just hit the restart button, doesn't somebody want the Barney's New York name? Of course. Even if you just run it as a competitor to Mr. Porter. Yeah. Right? Like somebody like, wanted um that name carries weight. So yeah. so e- even if it even if it somehow like f- you know fails in its current iteration post bankruptcy where they like kind of somebody has agreed to to kind of bail them out to pay that I think they you know they got a loan of 72 million dollars or something that's going to like keep keep the stores open and keep people paid for a little while. I, I feel like somebody's going to hang on to that name. At some point, you got to think that they have a, a nice e-commerce business too that they can hang their hat on. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely f- still feels like an online destination. They have a great, and I mean, they have they do have a great sale, which is not great for business, but <laughs> everybody has to have one at this point if you're running online. Yeah, and uh, and and that's part of it. You know, you 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 shave you shave off so much overhead running online as opposed to brick and mortar that you know, you can handle some of that sale type stuff a little bit better. Yep. But yeah, man, retail is a crazy game right now. It, it, is. it is. It's, it's, I don't know what's going to happen by and large on the scene in general. But, um, you know, I hope Barney's is able to stick around in, in, in some way because it just, it's, you know, it's an icon. It is. It's legendary. It we is. need, we need a lot. I mean, I hate to see the old ones go, you know? Yeah. Although I'm not, <laughs> let's not get it twisted. I'm not doing a lot of shopping at Barney's uh, flagships. Sure, sure. But it's nice to have them around. Just one other note on them. It's like when when I you know I mentioned that compared to their competitors, they just always seem to be like a little bit ahead. Yeah. It, their online shopping experience is not great. There's some stuff that like doesn't make a lot of sense about mm-hmm. basically like the interface overall, but it's still better than most of those other. Oh, department stores. Absolutely, better like, than like ninety percent of them. This, like, I, I swear, I swear to you, Saks is yeah. like taking a photo uh-huh. of the jeans and then like photoshopping it on mannequin legs. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, their their uh-huh. product photography is so so wonky, and I just I don't get it. They never get they never get like color names right. They just it's just I don't know. Some of those other department stores that are still chugging along, yeah don't seem to know what they're doing with their online web store. And it's why they're getting crushed by places like Farfetch and Mr. Porter in essence. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a big part of it. Okay. Let's move on to a, uh, a couple other fashion news and notes. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but fall stuff is starting to drop. Yeah. Uh, some of you guys that, that, that maybe are new to club cool or kind of like new to paying attention to this stuff have even kind of DM'd me. We've gone back and forth about how crazy it is that all this stuff is like already starting to release and we're just kind of getting into the, the hottest part of the season. But this is how it goes, man. And, and you know, that's that that's just how it is. Hadn't changed yet. Don't know if it will. But um, our big plaid coats, uh-huh. they've come back. Good. I've I started need to pick seeing, one up. I've, I've started seeing them some drop again. And... Uh, Safe to say that that will be a uh, an ongoing trend for this fall and winter season again. So definitely look out for that. We'll keep you we'll keep you up to date on some of my favorites on Club Cool Pod Instagram at Club Cool Pod. 
Um, another thing that I'm seeing a lot of right now is gray jeans. Yeah. Variations mm-hmm. on like either super washed out black <clears throat> denim yeah. or gray wash on jeans. Yeah. And I like it. I'm seeing it a lot. It is, it's going to be a hot look. And I definitely think that it is something that, that most of y'all out there could try, but it's strangely not as easy as you would think. Not at all. You kind of think like gray, gray denim, like that's going to pair with everything, right? No. And then it, and, and then somehow it doesn't always work with what you think it's going to work with. I've made that mistake um, before buying like an actual, it's like a gray denim, not like a black with gray in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough, dude. It's it's a lot harder than you think to, to put stuff with. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I don't totally know why that is, but it's kind of like, it's, it, I think part of it is that when you get, you know, you're used to wearing like either like a blue, dark blue, black jean or yeah. like a white jean, right? And so you, you're either kind of dealing with like a very dark tone or a very light tone. And then when you start getting something in the middle, it like starts to throw off the color balance. So it's like you kind of, you would think that gray and olive go together. And then sometimes they don't because they like look too similar mm-hmm. or they look, it looks like it's like the colors trying to match, but then it's just skewing the, the hues and the tones. So you kind of have to, you, it, it does require some thought, you know, as always, the easiest thing to do is pair it with black usually. Yep. Um, but, uh, but definitely be on the lookout for gray jeans, easy to find all sorts of price points. I know Topman's doing some. Saw All Saints doing some, which like it's a little bit higher than Top Men, and then uh, you know you can definitely find them from brands like Frame and Rag and Bone as well as at a at a slightly higher price point. Um, I, I like um, at an even higher price point. Of course, these are going to be nice, but John Elliott has like two to three different options that are somewhat gray. One is actually pretty damn gray. It's called Washed gra- uh, Graphite. That okay. That that is a very very nice pair of gray denim. Uh huh. The yeah. um. The John Elliott thread on Style Forum, which yeah. I pay a lot of attention to, a lot of people love those on that thread. So I've seen many fit picks, and they look really, really good. I like those a lot. Well, those will run you three seventy eight retail. So what you do then is you hop over to Levi's dot com, mm, which is having a huge sale right now. Always, they're always having a sale. But right now, there's like a big ass warehouse sale, and you can like. There's a really cool like Levi's vintage clothing. Oh, there's some great st- stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff like there's a T-shirt that I really like on there that's like 25 bucks from from LVC Levi's vintage. Great so. stuff. Well, they have very similar. Of course, it's not going to be as nice as John Elliott denim. It just get that out of your head. But if you're paying, you know, less than, you know, in some cases less than 60 bucks. Yeah, you're gonna at least try them out. Worth a shot. It's worth a shot. I like the five tens. Five tens. Yep. Okay. Uh, also what's always nice about Levi's, I mean, and look, I've got several pair of John Elliott denim. They are awesome, but I cannot bring myself to hem jeans that are that expensive. I just did. (laughs) Even though, I mean, like I, I probably should, I probably should just get over that. Yeah. Um, I just, oh, it's just, I'm always worried. It's like if, if, if they, if the tailor screws them up, then what do you do? You know? Yeah, but if it's just a him, that's pretty hard to screw up. I guess, I guess. I just have a really hard time. I, I have a hard time with that. And that I so I, I always, always, always appreciate brands that offer different inseam links. Yes. So yeah. with you know, with Levi's you can pretty much get exactly what you need. Absolutely. Um 
What else do I have on my list here? Oh, I think speaking of trends, and this is going to be weird to talk about because Converse, Chuck, Highs are a shoe that I would call ubiquitous. But I think that they are getting even hotter. Oh. Yeah. So your your fave shoe. It is. Hotter than ever. What what I'm seeing here is, okay, you know how like the baggier silhouettes are are, are on the rise, seeing more and more like looser, straight leg, relaxed pants and denim. So you generally, generally, those work better with high tops. And so the and and because some of that like has like that chore pant type work pant yep. kind of old school look, mm-hmm. the the chucks go really well with it. Right. And so I'm seeing high top Chuck Taylors styled with a lot of that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, speaking of a chore pant or like a work pant like that, Everlane just released Ooh. one. It's like 78 bucks. That looks really good. Do you own any of their denim? No, I do not. I but think they, we've talked about this I, before. For some reason, I talk about Everlane so much, and I only have like a few things from them. I, for some reason, I just I think they charge for shipping, which always bugs me. <laughs> I just like we're so spoiled. I know man. we're very very spoiled. Millennial this is the, oh, and this is the Amazon. This is the Amazon effect too. Yeah, uh, shipping. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's it is trash. Get at us, Everlane. We a, need to talk about some it's a trash move, But I do. I need to the other thing I think my other problem with Everlane is that inevitably I have like nine things in my basket. Yeah. And so right. I like get to the checkout and I'm like I'm like, oh, three twenty seven. Like, oh I don't want to spend that much. Yeah. But I can't I can't curate it. I can't like pare it down and be like, okay, I'll just try these pants. Cause then when I do that, I get down to like two things and then it's like that'll be eight dollars shipping and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and so it's just like this I'm back, out. it's this back and forth that I where I don't actually pull the trigger from Everlane as much as I probably should. Anybody that um, has tried Everlane denim, please let us know. I'd love to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely get at us. It's a great price and they look nice. Um let's see. Sorry, I keep saying um today. Anyways, come on, dude. There is also there's a new Converse collaboration with an artist named Joshua Vitas. And I was I was kind of put onto these actually by one of our listeners who wanted to who wanted us to review these. Did you get to check out these? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They are they're very interesting. I like the what my favorite part about them is actually the the midsole, which has been distressed and colored in a way where it almost looks like a 3D sketch yes. around the sole. Mm-hmm. And then these also have paneling on them, which I did not realize because I saw them on another website and then I went to the Converse website. This paneling is all sorts of removable. Yeah, it's interchangeable. Interchangeable. So you can make these things- it's an interactive all, experience. All sorts of custom. Yeah, which seems to be a more and more yeah. popular thing with these shoes. You got the Travis Scott Nikes and 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 uh, his like first go run with the the Air Force Ones with swappable swooshes oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and all sorts of stuff. I don't know. This is definitely another kind of either a trend or kind of a flash in the pan thing that a lot of these designers and, and brands are trying where you can- get a little bit more creative on your own with your shoes. Yeah. I like these. I think they're cool. But these do look cool. Yeah. I mean, um, endless possibilities, I guess. I mean, Safe I to say I, that you and I probably would both gravitate towards the black and white pair. <laughs> yeah. But, I, the, I, but the multicolor ones are also Those are sweet. And yeah. this is kind of like in that same vein. Remember those, they just released those chucks not too long ago where you could cut them and then there was different material that would come through the threading. Yes, I think Doctor yes. Wu had a version uh-huh, of them. Uh-huh. So it oh, like yeah, Nike just did this with their final Stranger Things collaboration. Okay, they were the upside down uh-huh. versions, and yeah. they were like all cream. But it, if you distressed them on your yeah. own or you just wore the shit out of them, 
the this like black kind of like mm-hmm. crazy looking thread starts showing through. I like it. I think that's a yeah. great idea. It's something different. Um, I had a couple notes on some options here. There there is another drop that I was. I think this is on Hype Beast, but it is um, Converse and a store in London called Offspring, not the band which used to go real hard. <laughs> um, anyway, look it up. Um, there is a, a, a an article on Hype Beast Offspring uh, times Converse, and they're doing that translucent effect on the the outer sole. Oh yeah, okay. And they've got the lightning bolts. It's really cool. The laces are dope. Two colorways. It's simple, white and black, which you know I'm all about the uh, the white, mono, the, the mono. monotone. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. those are nice. And then also, same silhouette, different brand, All Saints. Um, I keep getting targeted. Like, it's doing like their own Chuck, basically. Yeah. Huh. It's called the Dumont D U M O N T high top sneaker, All Saints. Yeah. Uh, more expensive, but what I really like is that they're they're a canvas, I think. Uh, it looks distressed, and they also have a little loop in the back where you can put the laces through, which I think is a good look. I always try to do it with my chucks, and then I'll... it ends up coming up my leg. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it it always looks cool, and then it doesn't always work as well in practice. Right, but if there's a loop— But that's why, yes. You're good, yeah, baby. Yeah. Speaking of, you, you mentioned that these kind of have a little bit of distressing. I would just like to toot our own horn because we were way early on Golden Goose, yeah. which I think is like just beginning to scratch the surface of popularity. Which I hate. But which sucks. It sucks. Um, as you know, just like anything, you like to ban, then it blows up, and then you, you hate yeah. that. But I'm no- like I'm noticing that as well as their popularity increasing, other designers and shoe companies pulling from that like hyper distressed yeah. type look right off-white is doing like a bunch of lows right now that are basically golden goose knockoffs yeah. <laughs> i mean they, they it's got it's got all up of course it's not it's not quite the same it's not quite as much of a skate looking sneaker it, it's the the materials used aren't kind of so crazy and like shredded and everything but it's a low top sneaker with a with a logo on the side where like Golden Goose's star is, mm-hmm. and then it's like very dirty looking and distressed looking, and it's like clearly, in it's clearly got some Golden Goose influence. Right, and, and we're, I'm, I'm seeing that more and more. I you know I still will be I'll I'll ride into the sunset with Golden Goose because I just love everything that they, not everything but a lot of what they do. But they take it, um, the design element and just there's always something new. Yeah, I mean they release so many different variations. Sure. Um, but yeah, well, that's all we're going to say about them because we don't want anybody to, uh, we don't want them to get too hyped. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem because if they get any more expensive, I'm totally ex- out. Yes, totally, exactly. <laughs> and the more popular they get, the harder they'll be, the harder they'll be to get on sale, and the yep. l- the smaller the discount will be. And uh, everybody knows this about us, but we are sale boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, millennial scum, <laughs> sale yeah. boys. Um, okay, last thing that I've got here is. A story about the polo bear. Uh-huh. A polo bear sweater just released exclusively on the polo app. So this is designed to, to get you to download the app and go check out the polo app. And it is Collegiate Bear. So he's a cool-looking bear. He's got like a USA crew neck sweatshirt on. He's got a big ca- you know camel tan trench coat on over that. But the interesting part about this is that I, what we missed in the fall is that there was a voting 
segment. There was a, mm. a voting piece of this where through the app, you could vote on what this exclusive polo bear was going to be. And there were four options. There was Ranch Bear, who is essentially, he might as well be called the double RL bear. He's essentially Ralph Lauren himself. Yes. Yeah. And he is in a dope denim jacket. He's he's in a Canadian tuxedo, basically. <laughs> These are hilarious to look at. There is Preppy Bear, who has a sweater tied around his neck and is also wearing like a tartan tie and a leather uh, woven belt. Collegiate Bear, who ended up winning. And then Racer Bear, who is wearing like some leather pants and and a yellow kind of quilted jacket that kind of has that Ryan Gosling from Drive look going on. He, you mean he, Ride? Yeah, Ride. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got some sunglasses and a hat on. So even though we did not get to vote, my question for you is which one of these uh, – wh- which bear is best? <laughs> which bear do you think I'm going to choose if you had to guess? I think you're going to go double RL bear. No. Ranch bear. No. no. Racer bear? I'm going racer bear. Racer bear? Okay. Because he's got the Justin Thoreau look. It, it, you're right. You're right. Doesn't he? Yeah. This, yeah. Those, those goggles are trash, but the rest of the outfit's the, the, dope. The yellow jacket is what threw me. Oh, so it actually, strangely, it took me a while to find a picture of racer bear. Like, you might, if you Google racer bear, you're going to have some interesting results of it. <laughs> GQ covered this and they, like, in their story, you know, they, they had a, hype, a hot link to each of these bears when they named the bear. And then they didn't they didn't link to, to Racer Bear. Damn. I, I don't know why they, they threw shade at, at Racer Bear <laughs> like that. But then and then you Google like the Ralph Lauren app, like voting. Like I it took me finally I found this this article on on basically the Ralph Lauren blog, the RL Mag, which has all four of these bears here. So I don't know why Racer Bear got buried like this. <laughs> Anyways, I should have known when I, in the description, they say that he's like kitted out in some leather. And so I was, I, I was looking forward to seeing him. I thought he might be really cool. The yellow jacket is what, th- is what threw me. Uh-huh. What throws me is those, go- those look like goggles. And the goggles slash glasses aren't great either. No, the rest By of the, the way, fit I'm, gonna, is, is I'm nice. going to post photos of these bears. But the other thing is these bears had not been um, digitized yet. They were from the so these bears are made by a German toy maker called I believe called Steiff S T E I F F, and so here's another little piece of this story is that the Polo employees give Ralph one of these as a gift every year. Oh, interesting. And 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 it's based on like some piece of him that is noteworthy or that he likes or wears on occasion or you know they're all they're all a piece of ralph himself mm-hmm. and then occasionally these bears get put on stuff and they make it to the kind of iconic sweater or other gear hats socks jackets etc um so so this voting took place based exclusively on the toys themselves so the racer bear probably would have looked cooler in like image form like in knit form yeah. as opposed to the stuffed animal. Yeah. <laughs> um I I have to say that like I'm for, for me it's it's totally ranch bear. Ranch bear is yeah. by, by far my pick and I'm I'm pretty disappointed that we're not that I don't get ranch bear on a sweater because that would have been super tempting for me. I, I have I have a belt that is very similar to that one. And I don't have any polo bear stuff, but 
ever since the Palace collab with Kickflip Bear, yeah, yeah, it really kind of like energized my desire for some Polo Bear stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, what I the, there actually is one that I've always had my eye on, and it was from their RLX line, so it was like a little bit more outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. And I actually think this might have been a turtleneck. It was black instead of the usual navy, and it was it was just a kitted out ski bear. And that he's still one of my favorites. And they've done other iterations of, of cold weather sporting bears. Yeah. But this one, definitely, the, de- definitely my fave. Kickflip bear is. But kickflip bear is cool. Really cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, I will, uh, I'll drop some links or post on Instagram to, uh, to these, to the, to our bear friends here. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just had to see what your choice would be and also lament the fact that, uh, you know, that there's no double RL bear. There's no ranch bear as of yet. It's a real bummer. Yeah. Phil, you got anything else for us today? That about closes out everything that I've got on my list. No, you know, uh, I think we've covered everything pretty sufficiently. Next yeah. time we'll talk about the protests. and uh, Yeah, we. Know, I'm glad we saved that. I'm glad we saved that. Issues. Hey, by the way, it is the middle of August, which means that Phil and I will be prepping our under $50 list, Ooh. which you'll be able to find exclusively on patreon.com slash club cool. You can join now. You will get that list when we drop it, hopefully next week. And guess what? You're not even going to get charged your measly $2 until September 1st. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash club cool. I was actually on there today. There's a bunch of community posts. Somebody was actually asking about suits. Some of you guys were asking about your uh, – or talking about uh, your media diet, how you stay in touch with pop culture and fashion, et cetera, all sorts of stuff. We respond to those. Other people do too. I post other things. Um, yeah, so it's just a cool place. Occasionally get some some good lists and, and some cool things. It's a great place to be. So check it out. The clubhouse. Support us. Support Bombas. Go check out bombas.com slash cool. Get 20% off that order. And uh, yeah. Instagram.com. Where, where can we find you? That's, uh, oh, for me, for me personally. Personally. At Barrett Dudley. Fantastic. And how about yourself? Um, at P. Batag. All righty. Yeah. Come um, see me. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a little taste of, of the lituations we've got going on this, <laughs> this weekend over in East Texas and Louisiana. We'll be right next to each other. That's true. <laughs> we should merge uh, parties. Oh, maybe at this uh, at this disaster of a place called the Plantation. Have you ever heard of it? Huh? It's a, it's apparently a. I, I don't even actually think it exists anymore. But it was a like the only strip club near Lake Charles. Oh, I have been there actually. And Jesus I, Christ, I, I have. I found a thread about it from 2013 on TigerDroppings.com, which uh-huh. is the LSU college football yeah. like board slash website and it was basically like oh yeah that's the place where a bouncer punched a kid in the face and he died and then another person was like yeah that's a great place to go if you really want to get shot at oh it's not good it's- dude <laughs> it's not good at all the, the whole thing is it's, it's, it's yeah it sounds like a real nightmare so Ooh. we will we will not be going there um i'm i'm merely kidding anyways <laughs> <laughs> at barrett dudley at peep attack at club cool pod and check us out on patreon.com slash club cool we'll see you guys next week Bombas.